this in. Four downs as we creep ever closer to the NFL regular season. It's dress rehearsal week three. There's injuries. There's holdouts. And there's a whole lot to get to. I'm Andy McNamara, and you're listening on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton. We are delivered by Domino's, folks. Go out and get yourself a large four-topping pizza for just $11.99, or try the $7.99 mix-and-match menu. Check it all out at dominoes.ca. That's dominoes.ca. Some great guests for you today. Legendary NFL play-by-play man for CBS Sports, Ian Eagle, will stop by. And then we dive deep into your fantasy football draft strategy. You don't want to miss this Dynasty Rich, Rich Dawson uh, from DynastyNerds.com will join me. We're going to go over rankings, sleepers, guys to avoid, guys to go to, different positions. So if you have any questions for him, for me, you can get them in now. Hashtag AskAndy. Hashtag AskAndy. Hit me up on Twitter at AndyMC81. The show at TSN4Downs. You can watch behind the scenes on Twitch.tv slash AndyMacLive and pop your questions in the chat room there as well. Just using the hashtag AskAndy. Andy. So we'll get to that. I'll also, in the last segment, we call this a tease in the business, folks, okay? How you are going to be able to enter our custom invite-only TSN 4 Downs NFL Canada Fantasy Football League. I'll tell you the prizes right off the bat, then I'll tell you later in the show what you got to do. The main prize from my guys at CustomFantasyRings.com. Check, I got it on, on my Instagram, AndyMC Sports, on Twitter, all over. Check out the rings uh, that they gave me for being the back-to-back TSN fantasy football champ. I like to bring that up from time to time, Rod, in case you didn't, didn't know. Producer Rod is Andy in the house, too. Uh, you are going to win, if you win the league, a championship ring. Custom with your name, with the year design it's heavy they're big it's amazing that's going to be the grand prize plus from nfl canada some unique nfl prizes for division winners for the championship to go along with the ring so it's going to be a ton of fun i'll tell you a little bit more about that and the details later on in the show but first of all you know what let's get to some news we'll go to three and out and uh, and get going let's hope first down so here's what we got the ongoing question every year, and it seems like it's really ramping up this preseason. The risk versus reward for playing starters in the preseason. The pros are, of course, they shake off the rust. If it's a new offense, you get to know and get chemistry and, and just the feeling out process of a real game. The con, of course, is you get hurt. And it's not just starters. Last night in the Browns game against Tampa Bay, Backup quarterback Blaine Gabbert dislocated his shoulder. You had injuries. Uh, Detroit Lions lost a couple of starters as well. But a big one that stood out from the Thursday game was Cam Newton. Coming off of that shoulder injury, of course, where he had the surgery. It looked like he was back. Well, he got hurt. He left the game in a walking boot. Has a mid ankle sprain. So this is from ESPN's first up. Analyst Ryan Clark goes on about Cam Newton getting injured in the game and what really the value is in that risk reward of playing or not playing in the preseason. When you see Cam Newton, again, coming back from shoulder surgery, the anticipation, hadn't played in the preseason, get him a few snaps, get him going a little bit, then you see him going down in a situation like that. What thought jumps to your mind? Why is he playing? (laughs) Why is Cam Newton even on the field? We know what this guy can do. We know that he can play at an MVP caliber because we've seen it happen in the regular season. We've seen him take this team 
to a Super Bowl. So why do we need to see him in a preseason game, right? That doesn't count, where you aren't getting the same amount of money, where you're not getting an opportunity to be protected in the way that you need to. So for me, I say, listen, you let these guys practice in the preseason, just like you do in high school, just like you do in college. And when it's time for the real games to be played, let these guys who have the experience go out and play then. These snaps don't matter that much to lose a guy like this. Ryan, the NFL has a problem here. It's as if they're trying to create this facade that we all clearly see right through that the preseason is a good product. The preseason should be for developmental players. If they want to help out the veterans here, add more padded practices where the quarterback is protected. Make sure that the practices are more efficient. But when it comes to the preseason, there should be two preseason games. Allow the developmental players to figure it out. It shouldn't be a 90-man roster. The preseason is flawed. If you listen to Doug Peterson, he's moved to that model with his team. That's why he's having inter-squad practices with other teams because you can get Carson Wentz reps against foreign defenses, but you still get to protect them. He's not being taken to the ground. And I think that's the way that teams are going to move in the future to make sure that these guys that are getting $140 million contracts stay healthy. And I'm starting to agree with that in the sense where The games themselves, you're going to be showing vanilla defenses. You're not going to be showcasing everything to the world because you don't want to give away competitive advantages. So what these coaches are doing and saying is in these scrimmages between inter-squad teams, what you can do is, okay, you're not banging up against your own players, your own teammates the whole time. You have a different look, different players, different defenses, different strategies, but you're also able to say, okay, hey, if it's a joint practice, you run a play, you don't like it, okay, let's run it again against the same defense. That didn't work. You help each other out, and there's a much greater value to that. Now, the problem is going to be, in case you hadn't heard, the NFL kind of likes money. Even if it's a half-empty stadium, you still have concessions, you still have tickets, you got TV. So how are they going to monetize that? That's going to be the question. How do they make money if they take away preseason games? Because if they're going to lose a dollar, they're not going to do it. So do you look to televise some of these joint practices? Do you do some reality-based show around each team? How do you do that? But in just a football sense, two games makes more than enough sense to me. You do a couple, you need to evaluate some of those lower-end, bottom-of-the-53-man roster players, special teams, etc. You do that, but ultimately those joint practices are probably more valuable. Let's move on. Second down. All right, friend of show Cynthia Freeland of NFL Network used her analytics models to project Ezekiel Elliott's fantasy value if he plays every game this season. It looks like a contract might be close, but will he be back for week one? Will he miss a game? Is it going to be multiple games? Will he be back at the end of training? Like, how is this going to play out? So, what Cynthia did was projected his fantasy value if he played every game compared to missing time, as well as what his presence or absence does to the Dallas Cowboys' projected winning percentage. Give us an idea of what it looks like for Zeke, what his numbers would look like, and how valuable he is if he plays a full season and then if he starts to miss some games. So, for a full season, my projection is almost 2,000 yards, 1,900 combined scrimmage yards, wow. 11 touchdowns, meaning he'd be my number two wide, re- or wide receiver. Right. Running back overall, I'm including receptions in there. So, okay. I just had PPR on the brain there. Yeah, so no, I get it. Number two, if he were to play, however, if he misses just two games, yep. that number drops all the way to number 11. So, he drops out of the top 10 in terms of 
running backs overall if he misses even two games. And that's what Emmett Smith missed in a holdout back in 1993. Uh, but he also won the MVP that year as well. So <laughs> let, let's talk this year, though, and let's look at it from a team perspective. So let's look at how the, the Cowboys stack up this season with Zeke and then how you would see them without. So I went ahead and did four games just to project it going forward. Right. And it win probabilities with him and then without him. So if you see the first few weeks, it's not as huge of a deal. Maybe that week two at Washington. But circle week number four. That game essentially goes from a coin flip to not so much in the Cowboys' favor right. should Zeke not return. There you go. That's, that is the... the Biggest fantasy impact. Zeke Elliott's stats. After that, it comes to Melvin Gordon. And where it looks like Zeke should be coming back, Melvin Gordon, not so much. We could be seeing a lengthy holdout. We'll get into that more of what you should be looking at on the Chargers side when it comes to Melvin Gordon. Also with the Zeke situation and different players on that team and elsewhere to fill in the void if they miss any significant time. We'll get into that with Rich Dotson from DynastyNerds.com. In a few minutes' time. Now, I found this. I wanted to, I get a lot of questions at AndyMC81 on Twitter. Use hashtag AskAndy, Instagram on Twitch as well. Of what do you do when it comes to drafting a quarterback? Where do you draft them? And it, it, the common theme is okay, you take them later, that's fine. And you're looking for the stud QB1, and you can kind of mix and match. But I wanted to see out of the QB1s, out of the guys you, you know are going to be, are going to put up numbers. How often were they actually the best quarterback in their respective week? So if you're a QB1, you expect them to be the best, right? But how often were they? So I did some research, and Pat Mahomes, so keep this in mind, had a epic all-time season, 5,000-plus yards to 50 touchdowns, was absolutely out of his mind. He was actually only the best fantasy quarterback nine weeks now, what you got to do there is couple in eight weeks he wasn't because you put in the bye as well. So even having a historic production year, he was the top quarterback nine times. Then you drop off Drew Brees, Jared Goff, uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Were, uh, Drew Brees and Goff were six times that they were the best. Ben Roethlisberger, eight. Matt Ryan, eight. Deshaun Watson, six. Cam Newton was nine. And boy, with that ankle, you're going to be really testing the waters with him. Russell Wilson, seven. Rivers, six. Aaron Rodgers, only four. Dak Prescott, four. So you want to take that into account where you want to look at the value compared to how often they might actually be the top quarterback. Now, Pat, you know, Pat Mahomes, you know, he's going to be right up there. Even if, dude throws 10 less touchdowns, still could be the MVP. But now you got to see, and that's where that value comes in. This is some, some uh, fodder, some info to realize why you take quarterbacks later and why you say, okay, hey, how high am I going to draft Pat Mahomes, where he was nine times the best quarterback, compared to Phil Rivers, who was the best six times, or uh, Matt Ryan, who was the best eight times. And you, you think of Pat Mahomes so much better, but you could probably get a Matt Ryan two or three rounds later in your fantasy draft. So that's just something to keep in mind there. We're going to step aside after the break. We'll chat with one of the best play-by-play men out there when it comes to NFL broadcasts from CBS Sports, Ian Eagle, next on TSN 4 Downs. Hungry? Domino's has you covered. Grab a large four-topping pizza for only $11.99 at Domino's.ca. Domino's is more than just pizza. Order our delicious side dishes like pasta and chicken wings, plus make sure to try our marble cookie brownie for dessert. Check out all the great deals at Domino's.ca.
to TSN Four Downs. Live from the TSN 1050 Toronto studio. You can listen on TSN 1150 as well. I'm Andy McNamara. Watch behind the scenes. Jump in the chat room on twitch.tv slash Live. If you have any fantasy football questions, hit me up on Twitter at AndyMC81 using hashtag AskAndy. Hashtag AskAndy. Let me know your fantasy football questions. We'll talk some fantasy football with Rich Dotson from DynastyNerds.com in just a few minutes' time. But folks, if you're going to go to a game this year, whether it's in Canada, the U.S., what road trip, whatever, check out SeatGiant.ca. I love these guys. I used them when I was in Cleveland a few weeks ago. Went to an Indians-Astros game. You pay in Canadian funds. You go on so many of these sites and you see a price and it's like, oh, okay, what's the conversion? You get your calculator out. It's good. Higher than you think it will be. Canadian funds. The tickets are guaranteed. It's safe. You can go to sports, concerts, events, whatever, in Canada or the U.S. Make sure you check them out. SeatGiant.ca. Use code ANDY on checkout. A-N-D-Y on checkout to save on some of the service fees, too. So give them a try. SeatGiant.ca. Had a chance to catch up with this gentleman a little bit earlier. Ian Eagle. CBS NFL sports play-by-play man, one of the best to get his views on some of the top NFL preseason storylines. He joins me now on the Domino's Pizza delivery line. Ian, let's begin with the big picture view of the NFL preseason. It seems like more than ever, this has been a hot topic. Is it too much? Do you need a preseason? Do you need two games, three games? And also, in what used to be the third week dress rehearsal, we're seeing starters pulled back, and when they play... Well, we saw Cam Newton the other night get hurt, go in a walking boot, Jordan Reed concussed. Where do you come out on the preseason, and, and what is kind of that sweet spot that the NFL should gun for? Andy, it has not been a great optic for the NFL. Half-empty stadiums, not the highest level of play. Stars not wanting to be a part of it. Coaches not wanting to put their stars in harm's way. And it's been this perfect storm in many ways, culminating this year where, to me, it's been a hotter topic than it's ever been. Uh, Probably the best-case scenario would be a two-game preseason and more joint practices where teams Mm -hmm. can work through some things. Maybe you televise those so there's a way to get back and recoup some of that money, the local money that teams are losing out on for that third and fourth preseason game. Maybe there's a way to have joint practices with fans in mind so you can draw fans to a special practice, make it a special program. To me, that's, that's got to be the next step. This, this is not working. The NFL for many years had it all figured out. Everything was hunky-dory. And now they're facing some questions in regards to how they handle their, their preseason exhibition season. I don't think there's a direct answer and a direct resolution. Look, I'm the first to tell you, if an injury takes place in the preseason, it doesn't make you feel any better if it happens in the first quarter of the regular season. The only saving grace is, well, it was during real football. Right, right. But a, but a season-ending injury is a season-ending injury. You don't feel good about it in week three of the preseason or week one, third quarter of the regular season opener. This is part of the game. You accept it as part of the game. Uh, ultimately, though, they, they are going to have to try to analyze what they're doing here in the preseason and, and make it more efficient and make it more productive and entertaining for the fans. Absolutely. And when you look at, let's say, this Cam Newton injury, of course, coming off of that shoulder, that was so ugly near the end of last year. It looked like he was almost like shot putting the ball. So we were focused yep. on the shoulder. 
Now it's it's the foot walking boot, and it just seems like Cam Newton is getting a, a lot of treadle. He's taking a lot of hits, and when you look at that division, the NFC South and the, the depth chart on the quarterback for for Carolina, the Carolina Panthers, boy, this is a season coming off a seven and nine. You'd hope they could bounce back, but what what do you feel is the look of this NFC South if Cam Newton misses any sort of significant time or isn't quite himself for the most of this season? Yeah, it's certainly a game changer. Yeah. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Uh, I think Cam Newton, Andrew Luck would qualify yeah. as well. Yep. Guys that came into the league had a special talent, a unique ability, and had that knack to keep plays alive, to uh, sustain drives based on making a play that was not your typical average play, not accepting just throwing the ball away on third down. The problem is that eventually it catches up to you. Defenses are really fast, they're really athletic, and they're out for blood. Uh, the goal of a defense oftentimes is to knock out the quarterback. Uh, mm-hmm. That's the, the quickest way to victory in the eyes of a defender. Hey, if I can take away what's considered their best weapon on the other side, that changes the scope of the game. And as the years have gone by, and Newton may not be exactly what he was when he came into the league, and Andrew Luck may not be exactly what he was when he came into the league. All you have to do is lose a half a step or your instincts come into question or the things that were working for you early in your career don't work quite as well and you have to figure out a different way to do it. Uh, To me, it's a telltale sign. Uh, Look, with Cam Newton, he really is a, a special talent, and there were grand hopes for him as an NFL player because we thought he was the best of both worlds. Yeah. Had that cannon of an arm, drop back passer, but then if the play breaks down, just let him go to work and create and do something Superman-like. Uh, it's starting to catch up to these guys. Mm-hmm. And for Carolina in particular, their team is based on this. Without him, they are no longer the team that we thought they were. Other teams might be able to handle losing a starting quarterback for an extended period of time and just stem the tide. I don't think Carolina qualifies as one of those teams. I'm with you. In conversation with Ian Eagle, CBS Sports NFL play-by-play man. Uh, Ian, when you look at the most interesting storylines heading into the season, there's three that come to mind involving holdouts for one, Zeke Elliott, uh, Melvin Gordon, of course, the, the seemingly endless Antonio Brown fodder that just keeps coming from helmet to feet to whatever. What's been the most interesting off-season NFL storyline to you? Well, I think the Dallas storyline is interesting in that they've got three players that they believe will be their core group moving forward, and they can't quite get this nailed down. Mm -hmm. Uh, Financially, uh, there are uh, some demands that, from the layman's point of view, seem out of whack, but based on today's economy, the NFL, I'm not sure that it's completely out of the question that those guys are going to get the money that they're looking for. They do have some leverage. Uh, certainly Dallas feels as if they, uh, they can at least start the season if need be without one of those guys, Ezekiel Elliott, although I still believe they're going to get it done. Uh, Dak has bet on himself throughout this process and he has shown that uh, he is a very good quarterback. He's yet to show if he's an elite quarterback, and he wants to get paid like an elite quarterback. And Amari Cooper, who to me really did provide the impetus last year for them, and taking Oakland out of the equation and whatever happened uh, during his final stretch there under John Gruden, 
the talent showed and his skill level showed. I don't know if he's a top five wide receiver. I probably wouldn't put him in that category. There are guys that are just more dynamic than him, but he just may fit what they need, and they're going to have to really determine whether or not they want to pay the piper on this. Uh, Dallas, they're always going to generate headlines because of their owner and because of their following. I'm curious which way it goes. Uh, I'm not. I'm not convinced that even with this current roster that they're still on pace to be Super Bowl champions. They've got a nice team, but things sometimes get overvalued yep. in the state of Texas, and, <laughs> and I think the Cowboys might might fit in that category. Ian, last one for you here. The rookie quarterback story you're more interested in. First overall pick Kyler Murray in Arizona, or Daniel Jones to the New York Giants, and that that's a guy who's been uh, unfairly for him, criticized about where he was picked. He, he didn't choose to go six overall. But what's the more interesting story for you, Murray or Jones? Yeah, Anna, you nailed it. Uh, Daniel Jones did not deserve the criticism, did not warrant that kind of reaction. I think, unfortunately for him, it happened in New York at a time where there were already some very raw feelings as to uh, what direction the Giants were going in, why Eli Manning was still on the team from many people here in the New York area, and the decisions that were being made by Dave Gettleman, and the fact that maybe he wasn't as free and easy with his opinions as to the reality with Odell Beckham in particular. With that said, Jones has looked very good in the preseason. He's looked the part. He looks like he's out of central casting. You look mm-hmm. at him, you go, all right, yeah, he's got the look of an NFL quarterback. He carries himself as such to me that's the more interesting story i know the murray one will get more headlines just out of the curiosity factor but ultimately jones as a pro will be the bigger story based on all the circumstances surrounding it ian thank you so much for taking the time really enjoyed this have a great season i look forward to hearing you on cbs all right sounds good andy enjoy it bud all right, there he is, Ian Eagle, one of the best play-by-play men in the biz. We're going to take a break and talk to one of the best in the fantasy football business. From DynastyNerds.com, Rich Dotson, a deep dive into your fantasy football draft strategy, who to go for, who to stay away from, running backs, tight ends, rankings. Get your questions in, too, using hashtag AskAndy, hashtag AskAndy on Twitter, at AndyMC81, at TSN4Downs, or in the chat room at Twitch.tv slash Live. Fantasy football. Next on TSN 1050. Hungry? Domino's has you covered. Grab a large four-topping pizza for only $11.99 at Domino's.ca. Domino's is more than just pizza. Order our delicious side dishes like pasta and chicken wings. Plus, make sure to try our marble cookie brownie for dessert. Check out all the great deals at Domino's.ca. TSN 4 Downs, I'm Andy McNamara, and you're listening on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton. You miss any of the show, don't worry. You can find us on iTunes on the TSN 1050.ca show page under the show section. Just scroll down, or we'll post the link up on Twitter at AndyMC81, Instagram at AndyMC Sports, and you can watch behind the scenes and jump in the chat room on twitch.tv slash Live. Still to come in the show, I will tell you how you can enter our custom invite-only NFL Canada Fantasy Football 
Football League for TSN Four Downs. The top prize is going to be a customfantasyrings.com championship ring customized just for you for winning that, as well as unique NFL Canada prizes throughout the season. So make sure you stay tuned for that. That'll be coming up. But first, folks, hey, if you haven't had your fantasy football draft, it's coming, and it's coming quick. So let's do a deep dive into some strategy with one of my favorites from DynastyNerds.com, Rich Dotson. Rich, let's start with some news out of Cowboy Land where Executive Vice President Stephen Jones says he's confident a deal with running back Ezekiel Elliott will be done for the start of the season. Now, that's good news for fantasy owners, but, Rich, it also makes me nervous because, one, a deal's not done until it's done, and, two, how often do we see a guy who misses all of camp first time back? You pull a hammy, you miss time, you don't quite have your legs underneath you. How concerned are you about Zeke Elliott's status, and where are you positioning him now that he might return in your drafts? Yeah, I have him right around, you know, right around that five to eight range is where I'm looking to take Zeke Elliott this year. Um, just on a, and that's just on if so how, somehow he does miss a game. Because right. honestly, Andy, every game does matter. So if you're going to be out a game, and you know, extrapolate that on top of the bye week as well, so that's two games. You know, you're you're at uh, a fifth of the season almost, a sixth of the season just in yeah. those two games. So that's where I'm moving him to. But at the same time, I'm not really worried. I was never really worried about the Zeke holding out into the season. This whole offense is schemed and based around Zeke Elliott, their whole playoff success, and what they look to do this year, which is to be a playoff team, is all dependent on Zeke Elliott being there. That's why, you know, they can talk about Tony Pollard all you want. Nobody's a Zeke Elliott. So I feel very confident this deal will get done, and he will be ready for week one. And that's where I wanted to go next. If you do take Zeke, or even if you don't, do you look at uh, Tony Pollard, who's been getting hyped up? I myself, I, I like Mike Weber as well. I thought he's flashed out of Ohio State. Uh, where are you taking the other running backs? Is it a okay as as the handcuff if you get Zeke, or are you taking one of these guys late as a stash just in case? Yeah, I, I'd be looking at it. Most likely, the Zeke owner is going to be the guy who gets Tony Pollard just right. because they're going to try and you know back up that pick. Depending on your draft, the deal might be done by then. But I'm still looking at past round 10 uh, for a guy like Tony Pollard because once Zeke does get the ball, then he is going to be the three-down running back that really eats into all the carries. I, I, if I'm getting that late in the draft, I'm just looking elsewhere for a guy who can help me in the PPR game. A guy like Justice Hill uh, would be a great grab over a guy like Tony Pollard who can only he can help you week in and week out. So in a redraft league, and there's really no need to really just waste a roster spot. They're, they're so limited there on handcuffs when right. most likely that, that player is not going to give you a lot of options. When you can just p- pick somebody that's going to give you more fantasy points on a weekly basis than a handcuff as it is. So for me, I'm not really into the handcuff uh, theory of fantasy football. Now, on the other side, though, we look at the L.A. Chargers, who it looks like Zeke will be back. Melvin Gordon, though, it sounded like a lengthy holdout. We could be looking at something substantial. So from that standpoint, where do we go? Because Austin Eckler seems to be the more popular name, Rich, but let's be honest, he's kind of more of a third down back. Is he going to get every uh, every uh, uh, down carries? Is Justin Jackson the way you're going? No, I'm definitely going to go Austin Eckler. Like you mentioned, he's he's much better in the passing game. Mm-hmm. He's utilized there uh, quite often. And the, the the Chargers offense loves to throw to the running back as well. It's yeah. why Melvin Gordon's fantasy upside has gone through the roof over these last couple of years and his production, you know, averaging out right around running back five on the year. So for me, I'm looking for that PPR running back. And Austin Eckler was running back 15 before he got hurt, which made him a high-end running back, too. And that was with Melvin Gordon on the field. So, for me, 
Austin Eckler is night and day from Tony Pollard. I expect the Zeke deal to get done. I do not expect this Melvin Gordon deal to get done. So we could easily see Melvin Gordon holding out to week six all the way up to week ten. And then put Austin Eckler in a great position to be a high-end running back two again with Justin Jackson splitting the carries, being a more in-between-the-tackle runner out there. But we should see a big boost to the receiving game out there with Hunter Henry returning, Mike Williams, and Keen Allen. That's a lot of weapons for Phillip Rivers. But Austin Eckler is definitely the back they own. And not only on top of that, you can start considering him right around round eight because you're going to get that high-end running back two production. Let's have one more on the Chargers here. Uh, and Hunter Henry coming back, missed all of last year. Where are you taking him in the tight end position? Because, listen, as much as we look at running back and true RB1s that are three down backs, they are limited tight ends. You got Travis Kelsey, you got Zach Ertz, and then you uh, George Kittle. Then you kind of drop off to the David Njoku round. So it is thin. Where are you looking at Hunter Henry? Yeah, I like Hunter Henry right there around you know tight end four, five, that range right around there. I'd much rather wait on a guy like Derek or Hunter Henry over – uh, Zach Ertz, who's there's just a lot of balls to go around there in mm. Dallas Goddard emergence. So we got to remember Hunter Henry was supposed to break out last year. He's yep. a thousand yard receiver tight end. That's the kind of capability he does have. And he's not somebody who's, you know, an average person coming off an injury. We have to remember he did play in the playoffs last year. So he yep. actually got some NFL action in last year. So he's more than a full year removed from his injury. And he's a potential 75 catch. Uh, thousand yard scoring tight end, and those are tight end one, high end tight end one numbers where they give you the differential and points to up to a hundred points. From if you have a thousand yards receiving as a tight end, they give you a hundred more points than say tight end number six, which is still a valuable tight end in the fantasy world. That's why getting one of these elite tight ends to me is a must do in all fantasy drafts. You want to come away with Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, Evan Ingram. Jared Cook or Hunter Henry. You, you really want to come out with one of those guys, Zach Ertz, as well. Um, just to give you that slight edge over your opponents, there's really good value at receiver later to throw you some darts at guys like John Brown, right. Deshaun Jackson, D.D. Westbrook's a great grab in all fantasy football formats where that's a guy, again, you can get right around round eight through ten, and he's somebody who's going to be the wide receiver one for the Jacksonville Jaguars and will produce – which should be easy for him, wide receiver three numbers. In conversation with Rich Dotson, Dynasty Rich on Twitter, and you can get the website DynastyNerds.com. And if you go to DynastyNerds.com, Rich, I see Pay or Fade Series Part 4, Kenyon Drake, hashtag Champagne Poppy. The Miami Dolphins are, well, if you look at it from a real football sense, should be a, uh, a disaster this year. But from a fantasy side, we try to pick out the, the little gems. The running back, if you look at them as a group, that running back group, not a lot of sex appeal there. You got Kenyon Drake, you got Kellen Belange, you Miles Gaskin. There, there's just a whole bunch of, of guys. Are, are, are you up on Kenyon Drake here? Yeah, I really like Kenyon Drake, and actually, he's the only one person in uh, Miami I really do like. I don't right, like right. literally anybody else because, you know, with Brian Flores taking over there in Miami, it's going to be that New England offense um, or some, you know, form of that, definitely with the receiving sure. coach being uh, the t- offensive corner being the former receiving coach there as well. And Kenyon Drake is very viable in the in the passing game. Not only that, he's just a very solid running back. The former third-round pick uh, finished as running back 14 in PPR leagues last year. Huh. And this guy who finished at 14 despite only having 120 attempts. So he had 535 rushing yards, four touchdowns, and he had 53 receptions for 477 yards and five touchdowns. And he only did this, Andy, by starting seven games. 
He had wow. six or less carries in eight games, three or less receptions in eight games as well. So you're talking about a guy who finishes running back 14 on the year in PPR leagues. That was just completely underutilized under Adam Gase. The, the, the potential here for Kenyon Drake could be high-end running back one numbers. With If he could really capitalize on that PPR game, which is a very strong suit of his uh, game, he could flirt with running back one numbers. I love Kenyon Drake as a nice buy low for his ADP. Yeah. You know, everyone wants to talk sleepers nowadays, but that word's come and gone, you know, since now there's so much information out there by Twitter or not. So now it's, we're looking at more of like, where's a really good sleeper slash ADP value? And I think Kenyon Drake falls right into that category. Uh, hey, those numbers don't lie. And especially, as you said, with he can, he can do it all. There's a potential third down back for you. Now, you mentioned Adam Gase. Of course, he's now with the New York Jets. And in Miami, you could argue, okay, he maybe he didn't have the most dynamic running backs, despite the numbers by Kenyon Drake that he put up in limited time. But what does that do for Le'Veon Bell? Should, should we be nervous about how he will be utilized by Gase in New York because of his history with the running game? Well, you're a little bit nervous because they have been talking up Ty Montgomery there. Adam Gase loves Ty Montgomery. But listen, they're paying Le'Veon Bell big-time money yeah. out there for running backs. Adam Gase didn't necessarily want Le'Veon Bell, but he's going to need Le'Veon Bell. With Sam Darnold coming to his second year, not the most. You know, the receiving core is nice with Anua, Jamison Crowder, mm-hmm. and Robbie Anderson. Uh, Sam Darnold's still going to need some help there from Le'Veon Bell. Remember, Le'Veon Bell wanted to be paid high-end money because he felt his, he was more than just a running back. He was also a receiver and offered that to the NFL. Before he held out, he had more receptions by a running back than anybody at the position. So Le'Veon Bell, with his skill set, is just going to produce out there in New York as well. Yeah, even Adam Gase messes this one up. He'll still be a nice high-end <laughs> running back. Le'Veon Bell, even though he hasn't played last year, is still one of the top-end running backs in the NFL today. His patience behind the line uh, is second to none. His receiving ability is second to none. Le'Veon Bell is an all-star, all-pro running back. And look for him, even the Jets team, to still produce. Rich, last one for you here. And again, this comes on DynastyNerds.com. Another article says, Mining for Gold, Green Bay wide receivers and ev- the name everybody knows Devonte adams after that geronimo allison you got trevor davis you got lazard there's a darius shepherd equinamius st brown outside of Devonte adam where are you He's where are these guys I'm, I'm actually gonna roll with our marquez Valdez scanlon i'm so used to calling them mbs out there for green bay you know the six foot four receiver to yeah. use any outside that's who i'm looking at uh in that offense who was in a doghouse last year so, Geronimo Allison would be a nice receiver in a slap, but we also got to remember LaFleur, uh, his offense, is he runs a lot of tight uh, two tight end sets as well. Uh, so, for me, that does make me that third receiver maybe a little less exciting out there. If I'm going to gamble on the one receiver, and we don't know for sure if it's going to be Allison or Valdez-Scantlin producing, I'm going to put my money on MVS. And I, and I like that. That is much shorter and much easier to say. Uh, <laughs> Rich, great stuff, man. Listen, you got the podcast. You got DynastyNerds.com. You're on Twitter at Dynasty Rich. Anywhere else people can find you and what you offer. Yeah, that's it. I mean, just check out DynastyNerds.com. You check out our podcast. Anywhere you can find a podcast. We strive on making sure that you come out on top on your fantasy leagues every single year. And like Andy said, you go, you ever have any questions, you always hit me up on Twitter at Dynasty Rich. Great stuff, brother. Thank you so much. Absolutely, Andy. We'll do it again soon. Appreciate it. 
There he is, Rich Dotson, joining me courtesy of the Domino's Pizza Delivery Line. Folks, a large four-topping, just twelve ninety-nine. How about the seven ninety-nine mix and match menu? Of course. Hey, throw in the marble cookie brownie for dessert. Don't cook this weekend. Check it out, dominoes.ca. Get on over to dominoes.ca. We'll take the break. I answer some of your fantasy football questions using hashtag AskAndy on Twitter at AndyMC81 and on Twitch.tv slash AndyMacLive. Hashtag AskAndy, your fantasy football questions next. And I'll tell you how you can join, invite only, how you can enter our TSN 4 Downs NFL Canada Fantasy Football League. We wrap up TSN 4 Downs next. Hungry? Domino's has you covered. Grab a large four-topping pizza for only $11.99 at Domino's.ca. Domino's is more than just pizza. Order our delicious side dishes like pasta and chicken wings. Plus, make sure to try our marble cookie brownie for dessert. Check out all the great deals at Domino's.ca. Back to wrap up TSN Four Downs. Here on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton, I'm Andy McNamara. We're wrapping up week three of the preseason. Then it's just the the last kind of throwaway game. Final roster cuts. Then it's go time, baby. Cannot wait. I'm Andy McNamara. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at AndyMC81 at TSN4Downs. You can join us live in studio and jump in the chat room on twitch.tv slash Live. Going to get to how you can enter our NFL Canada TSN 4 Downs invite-only fantasy football league. We'll get to that in just a few minutes. But you know what? Hey, it's fantasy football season. Drafts are coming hot and heavy. If you haven't had it, you're going to have it. So some season-long tips. Let's get to a couple of quick questions here. It's time for Ask Andy with TSN 4 Downs fantasy analyst Andy McNamara. You can join the conversation on Twitter and get your fantasy football questions answered by tweeting at AndyMC81 using the hashtag AskAndy. Yeah, what he said. There you go. Okay, Arad, producer Aradis Vandy. Uh, give me a couple questions here, buddy. What do we got? First one from the peg, a friend of the show, man we had on game day yesterday. Familiar name, Mr. Jamie Thomas. He asks, is there anyone from the Dolphins worth drafting this year? If oh, so, boy. who? Yeah, and Jamie's a, a diehard Miami Dolphins fan. Not looking good, my friend. Not looking good, Jamie. Uh, listen, are you going to go quarterback? Do you pick up? Like, Here's the, the funny thing. If you look at like Ryan Fitzpatrick, remember how we started last year? And he was just stupid good for like four weeks. Yeah, like, Fitzmagic, baby. Fitzmagic. Like, I wonder just for fun if, if off the waiver wire you pick him up and just keep it, just keep an eye on him. But for actual quality. He doesn't have Mike Evans and no. uh, Deshaun Jackson. Can he still so. not doing it for you? No. No? 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 no. Devontae Parker? No? Not quite? Not at all. Not at all. Well, so the only real draftable guy of any note for that Miami team is Kenyon Drake, right? And we talked about with Rich Dotson in the last segment a little while ago. This is a guy who, under Adam Gase, not a run-friendly type of offense under Flores. It should be more along that line. And Drake has flashed. He doesn't have anybody too daunting behind him uh, to to try to pick up that sack. So Kenyon Drake does have upside. Now, he's listed as questionable right now, so you've got to track the injury side of it. But overall, that is a guy who, as an RB2, maybe a sleeper back-end RB1. Not that you're drafting in that spot, but his potential, his ceiling to climb to that. That could be a nice little value if you decide to go for another position uh, or go for a different running back right off the top. Maybe go high-end tight end after and then pick up Kenyon Drake kind of underneath, a little under-the-radar pickup. So I would say Kenyon Drake, and really, man, 
That's about it. What else do we got? So Matt Simpson, whose Twitter handle is at Bruin11, says, Can Aaron Jones be a top five back? Oh, boy. Well, the thing with Aaron Jones and really that whole Green Bay backfield, we have to now change our thoughts from the past because it was Mike McCarthy before. You have Matt LaFleur. You have a young first-time head coach. So you got to change the thinking from, okay, well, he didn't have success or the backfield or, or whoever did not succeed before. So it's a new head coach. So he's got a shot to do that because you could consider Aaron Jones. He was a top five running back when he got 10 or more carries from weeks 8 to 14. So from midseason near the end, when he got the touches, he was producing. Problem was, he wasn't getting consistent touches. And that's where the problem comes in. I think he will get that with Matt LaFleur. And there is going to be another option, kind of like a Kenyon Drake, someone who might be overlooked a little bit and you might be able to get as your RB2. So imagine you go in and you get, let's say, an Alvin Kamara and then you pick up an Aaron Jones or or a Kenyon Drake. That's a pretty good-looking fantasy backfield. That's not bad. That is really good, yes. Right? That, that wouldn't be too bad. And, and again, it's one of those guys that kind of go underneath. And when you have question marks still with Melvin Gordon, who doesn't look like he's coming back anytime soon, when you have Zeke Elliott, is he going to be back week one? If he is, I'm still, if I'm drafting Zeke Elliott, I'm picking up Tony Pollard and maybe Mike Weber as, as the handcuff because it just screams pulled hamstring or soft tissue injury. Right, like it's like when you miss all that time. How often do we see that guy comes back like, oh, he's out two weeks with a pulled hamstring or calf or something? It's always risky, right? It happens all the time. So, uh, any other questions you can send in? We'll uh, get to those later on. I'll hit them up on Twitter using hashtag AskAndy at AndyMC81 or Twitch.tv slash AndyMacLive. Okay, Rod. Now, now it's time. Okay, we've been teasing it. It's time. Our NFL Canada. Our good friends at NFL Canada chatted with them this week. Our TSN Four Downs Custom Fantasy League. This is what we're going to do this year. First time we've done it, we're going to use the NFL.com Fantasy League format. It'll be free entry, but you have to enter to qualify. It'll be invite only. So what we want, first of all, is make sure you're a serious fantasy player. Don't be one of those guys week eight and you mail it in. I don't want that. We want serious fantasy players. Myself, and Arad are going to enter it. We're going to make it a 16-team league, so there's going to be 14 open spots. And we're going to split it in two divisions, right? Yes, two divisions of eight teams. Of eight teams each. So what we'll do, and tell us the format. What are we going to be doing? So it's your classic fantasy format, normal snake draft, uh, full-point PPR, one QB, two running back, three wide receiver, one tight end, one flex, and- defense, special teams, and a right. kicker. And a kicker. Okay, good. So we got that. Uh, so we're going to have the draft after the, uh, the fourth preseason game. So the week, the Labor Day week, either the Tuesday, Wednesday. We'll keep you up to date on that. Uh, the prizes. This is going to be cool. It'll be free entry, but the grand prize, so if you win it all, is going to be a custom fantasy football championship ring from my guys, uh, customfantasyrings.com. They're out of San Diego. You've seen it on my, my social media, at AndyMCSports on Instagram, AndyMCD1 on, on Twitter. These are beauties. Like, a rod, you, you, you love, they're heavy, they're big, you can custom design it, it has back-to-back champ written in, it has your name, the year, and all that. They, they're cool. That's a cool they prize. They are very cool, yes. That'd be an awesome prize. So that's going to be the grand prize, along with an NFL Canada 
prize that will go along with it, and also for the two division winners. So if you're in the, the two divisions of eight and you win your division, you'll also win a prize, and we'll give a Domino's prize pack to the runner-up in the, the championship. So there's going to be lots of prizes, lots of opportunities. Here is how you're going to enter our NFL Canada TSN Four Downs Fantasy Football League. Okay, When the pin tweet of the show is up, at AndyMC81, Okay, so the one that has, hey, this was TSN 4 Down, here's the link. You're going to retweet that. You're going to follow on Twitter at AndyMC81 and at TSN 4 Downs. That's all you got to do. Follow at AndyMC81, follow at TSN 4 Downs, and retweet my pinned show tweet when it is up. You do that, we're going to have the draw this Tuesday for the, uh, the other 14 players in our league. And then we're going to let you know on next week's show the exact date and time of the draft and all that good stuff. And around here's the thing: we'll we'll put the draft time. If you can't make it, you can, you know it's going to be hard to appease you sixteen can't please people. Everybody, yeah. so, so it might be auto draft for you, but whatever the case might be, okay. So we'll do that. Very excited for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. You know, what I was thinking too, Rod. Why don't we have as well in the finals weekend of the championship? We'll have on the air the two finalists. Little, That'd be great, little yeah. trash talk. We'll have him on. Little right? trash talk. We'll see what happens. How about that? And just a couple things. Have the dump um, button. <laughs> have the dump button ready. <laughs> and again, if people have any questions, number one, we're following NFL.com's scoring system. Yes, great, great point. So go to NFL.com, read their scoring system, read the rules. Number two, if they have any questions, they can ask at TSN Four Downs. We'll try to get back to them as soon as we can. Great point. Yes, absolutely. So check that out. It'll be the NFL.com Fantasy League. So very excited about that. And I had a great time on the show today, folks. We'll be back next Saturday, of course, thanks to Ian Eagle. Thanks to Rich Dotson of DynastyNerds.com and everyone who tweeted in using hashtag AskAndy for your fantasy football advice. For Rod, I'm Andy Mack. You've been listening to TSN Four Downs.